this week on Not Your Average Fangirls. If it says anything, somebody, I saw a tweet that was just like, can SM buy YG? And then yeah. all, of, all, all, of the, all of the idols under YG are just going to be the new NCT. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm dead. I mean, hey, if I was one of the artists <laughs> locked in the basement, I'd gladly debut as a member of NCT. Honestly. <laughs> Hey, like, you know what? That's fine. It's fine. That's yes. Fine Let's, do Let's, Let's do this. Let's do Fire truck. We give our opinions on YG, Somi's debut, how Monster X deserves radio play, and dive into 18 Utopia with an 80s album review. Hello, everybody. Welcome back uh, to another week of Not Your Average Fangirls. My name is Kat, and we, as a podcast, are celebrating our one year. Woo! Yay! I can't believe we've been doing this for a whole year. Wow. wow. And we still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I know. We're getting better, okay? God, it's a process. It takes time. Um, but besides celebrating our one year, I would just like to say I love ATs very much, and I'm excited to talk about the album today. Woo! Hello, this is Cynthia, and I would like to say that please support Minjay. He has left his company and went to a new one, and that's it. Okay, thank you. He's still going to strive. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll be perfectly okay. Hi, everybody. It's Terika. And though I may sound a little cheerful today, I'm not. I'm actually really upset uh, because BTS had their first muster today in Busan. And they decided to perform every single song that every single international fan asked for. But the kicker is they performed it in Korea and nowhere else. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) I feel so betrayed. Yeah, me too. One and job. so now, instead of getting to witness this live and in person and live my best life, I'm going to have to pay $40 because VLive, you know, works for the man and they just want all my <laughs> coins, but it's fine. Well, we <laughs> just spent $30 on the other, the on Wembley the, the Wembley. On the Wembley, that was the exact same show that we saw four times Exactly. Already. I, I felt so, I was like, damn, yo, I really just paid this money to watch the show that I was at. That I was at already, yeah. But it's because, you know, they. it was sweet, though. They were like, the special guest was ARMY. That's who the special guest was. I was like, oh, okay, well, it's fine. Did V-Live tell you to <laughs> say that? Freak. And hello, everybody. This is Carolina on a happier note. Yes, congrats to us for being doing this for a year. And also, GOT7 kicked off their uh, world tour in Seoul, and it looks lit. I'm excited to see them, and I will probably cry. And Cynthia is also still selling a ticket. Please buy it. <laughs> Please buy it. That was super fast. Like, I saw clips and I was like, oh, they're doing it. Like, wait, no, that's a whole, that's a whole concert, a whole show. I did not oh, realize yeah, that it's sure. already happening. <laughs> yeah. Thought it was like a fan sign or something. Um, we'll start off with news this week. Um, hi, yes, this is Kat. How's everyone doing? Um, you're... Um, in podcast, Daniel representative, um, Kang Daniel finally showed himself again. Oh my God, yes! And he started a one man agency. He's his own CEO. He said, "You know what? Y'all can't do shit for me. I'm gonna do it myself." <laughs> he said, F- it, I'm doing it myself." His own agency, and I'm just wow. I'm so excited. And isn't he like an ambassador for Busan now? We love this for him. Yes. He is. He was named an honorary ambassador for Busan. And that just screams like he's just going to tell us his favorite places. He's like, okay, you know that corner place that sells chicken? Yeah, go there. That corner place. (laughs) It just screams CEO. Okay. CEO Kang Daniel. Oh, my God. 
Um, I'm just ready for him to debut. Like, I've been waiting, like, forever. It feels like forever. December is so long ago. Like, where are you at? Honestly, uh, like, he's just been through it, like, so much. I still can't, to this day, I still can't believe his damn company sold his contract, like, without him knowing. Like, what? I'm just like, what type of stupidity, like, stupid company does that? You literally had DK and Daniel, but look at that. Now he's thriving, right. doing it, it by himself. It must be, like, uh, the curse of the centers, because, you know, like, Somine had issues with JYP, and now Kong Daniel had issues, and I'm just like, what is happening for these? I'm saying little centers he was number one Shut up. <laughs> two is the fact that he had like so much potential and everyone in korea and the world honestly everyone in, and even like antarctica loved him but the reason the why were all about he, it yeah exactly the reason why that his debut got pushed back is just because you know people are fucking greedy and that's it it's that's okay because when he debuts everyone gonna be all about him again because he's fucking daniel okay yeah, that the map power he holds is i mean ridiculous, he's he's so. still I'm powerful worried. he's still powerful he really is because when that he posted that thing on Instagram, that shit blew up, and then his Instagram live had like five hundred thousand people watching it, and I was just like, and it was like seven minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, so he still has pull because everybody, even like in Korea and here, everybody's just like they just been waiting. They're like, all right, wh- what's he gonna do? Like, what's gonna happen? And so. I, I feel like, yeah, this just built even more anticipation. And now that he's the CEO, everybody's just like, all right, throw it out the window. Let's go, Kang Daniel. Do your thing. Let's do this shit. But yeah, I'm super excited for his debut. Super happy for him. On the uh, talks of Kang Daniel, though, people who have been watching Produce 101, like three-fourths of us have. Cynthia refuses because she doesn't want to get hurt. <laughs> um, I am attached to That's too many. That's called self-care. Thank you. <laughs> I, um, I realized in the last episode that I am attached to about 30 oh, yeah. of them. And I know yeah. that there's only 11 spots. And that's when it's I bad. knew I had done that's fucked up. Why? It's bad. It's bad. So I don't know what it is about this season. Like pr- the second season of Produce, I was attached to a lot of them, but not as much as I am now or as many as I am now. I don't know what it is this season, but all of them, I just want them all to like do well. I'm only attached to two of them, and that's because they're members of And also, every fucking body in Korea, fuck you for sleeping on Sungwoo, okay? Fucking talented ass man, and you guys just stay, stay sleeping on him. Now, I did work. look at the updated ranks, and the victim boys are 12 and 13. Yes, I know they are. So they're oh, right are they? Yes. Yeah, they're up there. But the, he still didn't win the vocal, like, the vocal position challenge, which is bullshit because Woosuk was good. Don't get me wrong. He's great. I love him as well. But Sungwoo not only carried that entire team, like, every single person in that produced, like, everyone wanted him on his team. Literally everyone. Everyone had a breakdown when he went to the one team and not the other ones. Yeah, I was pissed. I was mad. Yeah, I was upset. I was like, I feel like this is bullshit. He was a great leader and a great center. And you guys I'm just scared that I'm scared that it's going to be like JR. I'm I have a feeling it is too. And from the look of it, just like editing wise and all this stuff and, and voting, obviously. But I have a feeling that is going to be like a second JR and that hurts me. The thing is I feel as far as like the other trainees and him he is he has shown the best leadership qualities. 
So I'm hoping that because the difference between this is the X element. So even if, uh, you know, there's a 10 trainees, but the 11th trainee is going to be a accumulated number of votes that they've gotten throughout the season. Yeah. So if hopefully he continues to go up all the votes he gets and all the challenges he wins and all the center positions he gets, all the votes from that will accumulate and then a JR thing won't happen. Then it'll just be him as you know number 11 which i'm hoping would happen okay well and uh in other news uh relating to god seven yay um they actually partnered up with make a wish foundation so they are gonna be meeting with uh some of the kids from the foundation i don't know exactly like if it's just gonna be usa or korea or like all over but um but that's really exciting, and it's really, really sweet of them to yeah, do that cool. and partner with them. And um, God 7 is known to be sweet beans, so yay. <laughs> Just a little good in the world. I'm very, very proud of them for doing this. Yeah, it's super sweet. Now, um, maybe we should start this with saying that there is a God and that he has listened to our prayers for the most part. For the most part, indeed. This is where we get onto our very messed up topic that's going to take for a minute to talk. <laughs> Anyways, YG and his brother Yang Minsuk are stepping down from being CEOs of YG Entertainment. Woo! I never thought I'd live to see the day, but we finally spoke it into existence long enough for them to be like, okay, all right. The universe said, all right, here, bitch, here, there. They're, they're gone now. They're gone. Yep. Now, the messed up part about this that is that to take okay, someone down with them. they had to take someone somebody down with them. And with that, we are going to move to our fuckery of the week, everybody. B.I. leaving Icon. Jeez Louise. Like when Carolina sent it, like I saw it the next morning when I woke mm-hmm. up and I was like, same. A what? I was like, this is obviously, like, one of those, like, fake, like, the Onion-type news articles. Like, it's not real. But then I saw that it was Soompi, and Soompi's, like, you know, Soompi's always there for me. So I knew it had to have been real. And I just, I didn't understand how, like, the whole leader, like, the whole very core and being of this group is just, like, gone. Like, he is Icon. So. Yeah. He really like, I is. I mean, he's the sole writer, it. producer. Like, he makes every song. So I'm thinking, obviously, he's leaving with his copyright and like what's Saikon going to do? Not only that, but what we're watching right now is literally YG crashing and burning like their whole empire to the ground. And it's like it took the power of Hanbin to leave and then their stock reached an ultimate low. And now, obviously, YG and his brother, like, they're stepping down from being CEO and all this stuff. But then, you know, at what cost? Like, why does Icon need to suffer because of their messed up stuff? Not only that, but I'm very pissed at the fact that YG sent out his whole, like, all of his troops, his personal money, and all this stuff to try to save Sungri when Sungri did actually something super bad. And then when Hanbin, like, oh, I thought about doing drugs. Oh, oh you're kicked out. Bye. You're not in this company anymore. I'm not even going to fight Okay, for here's you. the like, thing. 
this is the thing. Literally every you can go down the block of my house and every other person smokes weed in this apartment complex. People do it for health reasons. People do it just because they want to relax. They don't want stress. Okay. The fact that he was in a dungeon for two years, not making music, not doing what he was literally signed to a record label to do and put him in such a place mentally that he thought that he had to do drugs to make himself feel better. First of all, why'd you fuck yourself for that one? Because this is the second, no, the third artist that he's had, fourth, fourth artist that he's had that has been so mentally destroyed that they've turned to drugs and other things. So fuck you for that. Second of all, top Mr. T.O.P. Love Big Bang. I do. I love Big Bang, but this is some shit. Top went down and got charged for marijuana stuff. There was a whole investigation. He got charged for it. What did YG's do? Send out his top shooters to make sure nothing happened to that man. Got him in yep. rehab. Got yep. his sentence reduced. And he's still in the motherfucking military. Yep. Okay. Yep. Next motherfucking thing. This girl, this Han So You girl. This is the third artist that she's tried to take down well she has taken down in yg top was the first one because she was the one that was smoking with him and then hanbin and then she's part of the sungri scandal too and now now suddenly her story's changing when she because originally she was like oh no he didn't buy any drug lsd from me he didn't buy any drugs from me but now she's like oh yeah we met a few times and i'm like what's your what's your ploy bitch like after, what's the story after that she had a meeting with yg for an hour and a half yeah, and yeah. then this is where Sungun from Winner gets involved because after Hanbin tested positive, of, of course that shit's going to go around the company, who's the first person he fucking called? That bitch. And he was like, did you give him drugs? And he was, she was like, oh, I met him like a month ago. Like, okay. He was like, that's not my question. My question was, <laughs> did you give him drugs? And they went to the whole ass police station, the whole ass police investigation with more shit. No, now that we know YG got shooters on the police station, because all this shit just disappeared. Like no, no nothing, no like anything at all. But not only is this three years old, this happened in 2016. This is just now coming up. And not only that, but it came up when he had a song with Lehigh that's doing yeah. very well on the charts. Yep. So this all comes up at this time. That's sketchy. Not only that, but we have the records of YG saying that Icon was always a mistake. He didn't mm -hmm. he didn't like Icon. Mm -hmm. So this just makes you think like if there's a obviously there's somebody out there that has a vendetta on with YG and they're getting what they want obviously because yg is crashing and burning again this is the first time that this is happening at such a big company and again it all ties again back to police corruption and corrupted government and corruption in the damn company and it sucks that the artists are suffering up with yep. this because even just now, I just saw somebody like bashing Blackpink, like, oh, well, why are you guys at a show and like dancing and having fun when your company is, is crashing and burning? Because it has nothing to do with them. Yeah, they're literally bashing Jenny for twerking on stage or something. Yeah, like it has this whole mess has nothing to do with these other artists. And it sucks, which also brought up the question, like, are the other artists signed under YG? Like, are they going to get out? Mm. yeah 
but their contracts still have like you know they still have a long time yeah as soon as that burning sun scandal happened i would have jumped the fuck i would abort ship put my life vest on and jumped (laughs) especially (laughs) like even trainees and things like that so mm -hmm. even for example let's look at produce x101 there's two yg trainees on treasure box those boys are not gonna debut for a long ass time and they are like suffering votes wise and everything like uh even screen time they're suffering like and it sucks it really sucks because you know yg was a prestigious like a prestigious a prestigious um company you know being a yg trainee meant like oh my god you're one of the top three Mm -hmm. but now that's a whole different connotation to it. Now it's like, yikes. Yeah. You're still there. Ooh, like, like, you're still there? You better like, yeah. go. Oof. And, you know, and obviously, like, we're just talking from, a, like, an international fan point of view. Because, but I don't, you know, I don't know if in Korea they still hold, like, oh, well, I'm a YGA trainee. And people are just like, oh. But at this point, it's like, yikes. Exactly. You, I wouldn't want to be associated with this company at all. But another thing that's completely garbage to me, it isn't even just YG and his brother that were garbage. The whole company is just fucked in a completely different way. This is what makes me say this. Like, I understand the whole thing. I've been leaving. Okay, fine. Whatever. B.I. left Icon because he he left because he wanted to do it for his team because he didn't want to put a stain on what he considers Icon's reputation. So he left YG, which is a very, very great thing to do my problem was yg didn't fight for him even the entire company didn't fight for him like they fought for top yeah and then as well on the yg website if you go there right now it's still there (gasps) yeah there's a picture of big bang even though sungri is no longer a part of yg entertainment his face is still motherfucking right there on a picture with big bang yeah guess who's not in a picture with fucking icon bi why are you saying that man smoking a little weed to get his head straight is worse than a man literally providing women for people to rape? Are you kidding me? Like, what kind of twisted shit do you have to <laughs> think of to, for that to be an okay thing? Like, it's ridiculous to me. I didn't know that his face was still on the YG website until yeah. now when Same. people were calling them out. Like, what the hell are you doing? Not only that, but a whole day after B.I. left, they released statements that Icon was still going to go through with their entire Japan tour and still do all their activities as six members instead of seven members. Literally at day, like lightning fast. Like it was like the day after and they was like, oh, Icon is still going to promote as six members. Like, don't worry about it. Icon's going to do their full Japan run. Like, is it that important to you? Like, but my thing and that's what makes me wonder, too, like how quickly like the tried to erase him mm-hmm. from icon like was this like a setup because like who how did this even come about like it was like three years ago like why is it an issue now like how did this mm-hmm. even come out and like it's not like he hasn't like yg hasn't sabotaged careers before you know <laughs> his wife his wife so yep. i mean his like whole ass wife yeah and then on top of that it also makes me wonder like how is this girl still just like walking around like spreading like you know showing information about idols hit drugs like if she's a dealer like i don't understand how like she's out here telling the cops oh yeah he definitely does drugs because i sold him some yeah him too and him too and they're like oh you used it okay bye oh you sell it it's fine like that like what she's like, on probation confused. like so she went to rehab for like Seven three months, months yeah. and like she is on probation, so, like, what's the thesis? How come, the, 
the cops aren't like, oh, hey, what are you doing there? That's what I'm saying. That's what like she has to be like 2016, but still. Yeah, it's because it's either because she's obviously the confined the the middleman that tells the cops everything. And I mean, and I what from what I read is that his her family has money. Like well, her go. parents are somebody. Yeah. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah. So, so she's def- his, her parents have money, and she's definitely the middleman where they like say, "Hey, has this idol or this famous person ever bought from you?" And she's like, mm, "Yeah," because like that's I mean that's the only way I can think. Which also begs like, why? Why mess with her? Like, why are people still like contacting her? Like, I yep. not to be like you desperate. know that person, but I'm sure there are other plugs in Korea. Like, yo. that's what I'm thinking. So like, I will go to the unknown one. Yeah. Like. So what I've noticed in a trend with YG, and the only person that it didn't happen with was Top. But anytime any of his trainees or his artists mention anything about like their mental health, he just completely cuts them off. Taehyun was the same way. Yep. He let him leave. Winner. Like, okay. Whatever. Bi is the same thing. Oh, you did drugs because your mental health. Okay, bye. Park Bum, another fucking prime fucking That's example true. of a career he completely destroyed. Yeah, that poor girl. She went on medicate, literal prescribed medication for her anxiety disorder and her depression, and he had her labeled as a drug addict. I also want to know like what's gonna happen to the company like what direction it's going to go like who's going to be the new ceo are they going to like have someone come in and like clean up shop and be like this isn't okay how things were ran and like you know and like be better or be a voice for the artists or we're just going to have some like replacement little yg yeah Yeah, someone that was already in the company that yg bred to be exactly like yeah yeah and that's i don't want that shit this is where it needs to change then. Like, yeah, yeah like somebody new needs to come in here, take over and like be again, like what Terika said, a voice for the artist. Because obviously what we're looking at right now is that YG could give two shits about his artists. Mm-hmm. They're like, can you make money? All right. Like, which begs the question too. like, how's Blackpink doing? Like, how are the, how's their mental health? How's obviously Lehigh doing? Because she's been stuck in a basement all this time. The brothers, uh, the brother and sister, Akmong, like, how are they doing? Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Like, it just begs the question of how are these artists truly doing then if this company is treating them like this? Which is really sad. So like we were saying, we need someone like not a part of YG or someone who's like worked there and was always against it, but didn't have enough power to like. It's, it's that yeah. one intern, the one intern that snitches on everybody. <laughs> yeah. We need him. We yeah. Need him. Because like, it's just really or sad or her. And like, I bet the artists are kind of just like, like, for example, we said Blackpink's like performing and dancing. They're probably doing that because they're like, this may be my last time for a minute. So I need to yeah. like enjoy this Live because like. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. no clue that like where their company's going to go next because yeah. now they don't have I feel CEO. like right now it's open ended. Like no one knows what's happening with YG. I don't even think YG Entertainment knows what's happening with YG. Exactly. So it's I don't like, think so. What is there to do? What is there to say? Like right now it's just a rebuilding process. And I think it honestly makes me so sad. Like cuz the way I think about it, I think about Black Label and how Sungri was like the upcoming CEO of Black Label and then he was going to be the CEO of YG. Whatever. But before Sungri was the CEO, Tableau was the CEO of Black Label. And he ran that shit like like a whistle. Great. All the artists loved working with Tableau. Now, you, like when you think about all the artists that are under YG and you think about like how just manipulate. Can Psy just like take all of them to P Entertainment? Just be like, <laughs> let's do a mass walkout. Everyone come to me. It's fine. I got you. 
Okay, because Sai, he always talks so highly about all of like his juniors and YG and how much he loved them. And I'm just like, just bring, just take them all. Just just call take BI them. Exactly. up. Call BI up. Be like, I got you. All in all, YG, fuck ups. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> as quick as that. Yeah, we're over this. Hopefully shit gets resolved and BI thrives. And yes, let's get to comebacks. Uh, we'll start off with two members of BTS. <laughs> And Zara Larson. Dear God, released, that screech. <laughs> released, <laughs> released a brand new day. Uh, Tay and Hobie. And I'll let the resident Hobie and Tay stands now. Finally, <laughs> they left my man's lane to talk about the song. Okay, first of all, they made the song <laughs> as an apology to us. They did. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brand new day. So it's a brand new, you know, everything. So. A brand new face in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly what they meant. I am living for the backtrack of this song. It is so funky, I guess is the word that I would say. Yeah, it has like a lot of Afro beats to it. Yeah, of course like, it does. A lot of Afro beat vibes. Yeah. yeah. You are 100% correct. The song is about being scared to follow your dreams, but doing it and then being so happy that you did, that you finally like took that leap of faith of doing it. And to me... It was pretty funny because it it came out like the day after we had like that long talk about like us being scared about yeah. the future. Yeah. yeah. The lyrics just spoke deeply into my soul. And also um, our baby sounded really great. Yeah. Tay's voice is so good uh, in this song. Mm-hmm. And like this, the mixture of like Zara Larson's song. And I also like that I can sing along to her part. Like I'm slowly learning the lyrics so I can pretend that it's really me on the track. And like I want to collab, so it's like my next shower song. And like I just I don't know. I think this unit with Tay and Hobie, and not just because like me and Cynthia's biases, but like I just think they work. Like they sound really good together. Like I like the combination of their voices together. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the song is song is everything. And I'm really- so happy. And just in case you don't follow me on social media, as soon as the song dropped, I looked outside. And the sky was literally the same color as the album artwork. And I was like, wow, this is definitely a sign of some sort. I don't know what this means, but it's a sign. <laughs> it is a sign. It's a sign. Right. I also love the dance, the like the dance break in the middle of the song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I feel like Hobie's and Tay's like, voices together go super well together. I just wish that Tay had more ad-libs towards the end, like Sarah Larson did. Yeah, and also, too, I think it's because they were just like, yeah, it's literally just for a video I game. mean, either way, I feel like it's BTS. <laughs> They're going to be like, no, this needs to be perfect, even if it's for just a video game. That is. So, yeah. That's very true, because the fact that they're releasing a whole yeah. soundtrack extra. for a video game. That does yeah. not scream extra. Thing. I don't know what else does. I feel like the music in the background, that little, like, the instrumental of the video game is going to be on the album, too. Yeah, so I'm really excited, and the song is so good, and I didn't expect it, anything less from them. Also, shout out to all the, like, um, African armies that started this whole, like, dance yes. challenge thing that's going around yes. with this song. It's amazing. It's beautiful. You're wonderful. You're validated. Cool beans. Very talented. Yes. Another group that <laughs> had their comeback, Monsta X, came back with Who Do You Love? Oh, yeah. 
featuring French Montana, and the song is all in English too. So, and it's a bop. So I was I not expecting it to be in like all English. Me but, neither. Like I really wasn't, and it also low key sounds like it could be like, um, shoot. Like a just was it a Justin Timberlake that I said song? I don't know. It sounds like it'd be on the radio, and there's an artist, and I forgot to write it down that it sounded like it could be this. The song. bass in the song is everything. Just putting that out there. The what? bass. The bass. The bass the yeah. Oh yeah. And the drop. Oh Woo! my god, it's so good, and it's like such like a. It gave me a vibe of like the '80s, like an '80s mystery movie, <laughs> and that's something you know. <laughs> Well, I would like to say that I know that we talk about this a lot, but when We're I, skating. yes, but let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. So I'm listening to the song, right? And I just have this envision of me stepping on, stepping onto the ring, right? In an all white leather jumpsuit. Oh and then I have, my hair is in pigtails and I have a drink in my hand and I am just a rollerblading around town. <laughs> rollerblading this and song. sticking to your jumpsuit, like literally sweating. Ooh. A leather jumpsuit? Oh, girl. Listen, fashion is, you know, not about being comfortable all the time, okay? You're right. If I look cute, I'm going to wear it. I love the style for Monster X, like that slow, sultry, like, yeah, no, it's type. Nice. Like, it's real nice. Woo! It was, and then uh, I know that they posted on Instagram this video of Wanho dancing to it. I was like, ooh, honey, you better stop that, but continue. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of honey, Juhan as a vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. He starts the song and, like, let me just say the ad-libs that he does up towards the end, too. Like, oh, my God. Come through, baby boy. Like, <gasps> his voice really like honey. Juhani. I wonder if they're going to per. I perform this on their tour. They definitely should. I, I think they so. will. Yeah. Yeah. But French went super good with them too. Yeah. Like his verse was so nice. And yeah, I love, yeah, I love that in his verse. Well. He said something. He was just like, "Oh, like they're coming, Musta with Montana or something." I was just like, "What?" Yeah. Like it was dope. It was really dope. Though I'm personally not a fan of French Montana because of some things that he said. Yes. I do rock with his music and I rock with this collab. But whatever. And he also made a lot of cool <laughs> references that I don't know if, like, people who are strictly into K-pop would know. Like, he talked about, like, we're, like, fighting over beefs in, like, Brandy and Monica. And I was like, ha! Yes! Because the yes! boy is mine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> and he also talked about Chew Chains. And he said, titty boy. I said, ha, titty. Yeah. Titty. <laughs> it's one host yeah. part of the, man, the big, big man titty committee. But, yeah, shout out to yeah, Chew Chains. Yeah, but the thing, the falsetto, that hoodie. I was like, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And I'm, I'm really happy because I have a, like, I have a feeling this is going to get radio play and it's like, it's incredible because yeah, yeah, obviously a great Western song. Exactly. And it gives people, cause you know, obviously that argument of, well, it's in Korean. Why is it on the radio? Nobody can understand that. I'm like, bitch, they're singing in English. I don't know what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, it sounds like it should be already on radio. Like, it sounds like something that would be played now. So like, I, yeah. I have mm-hmm. no doubts that it will be played. Monster. 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 You, they've, they've come far, and I'm really, really happy for them. Really, very proud. Like, they're doing the it damn thing. Bop. Everyone should mm-hmm. listen to it. And request it at your radio stations, everybody. Let's go. Um, iZone, IZ1, iZone, whatever I-Zone-A. you want to call them, came back uh, with Buenos Aires, which, uh, well, it's technically a Japanese track. Um, So, yeah, I mean, in my opinion... I love IZ1, but this is not it for me. 
The visuals of the music video are incredible. Very same, pretty. Same with the choreography. It was amazing. Like, the choreography yeah, took me, yeah. like, won me over. Mm. Yeah, but the song itself, not the best. I feel like yeah. they their vocals didn't stand out because they were singing all together throughout the, the whole thing, and it just sounded like a mess, really. <laughs> now, I don't know if this, you know, obviously this is for the Japanese public, so I don't know if this is what's hot over there, like the group vocals throughout the whole song, but for, in my opinion, I was just like, that made it sound very messy when you're listening to it. Yeah, I'm gonna be real with you, homie. I don't even remember the song. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Like, cause I just, because I just remember watching the video and I just thought it was so pretty and I think I just didn't mm-hmm. focus on the song. She intentionally forgot the song. The thing I feel like about them is like their Japanese stuff and their Korean stuff is so different from one another. So yeah. I feel like if you're a fan of their, their Korean music, you're not going to be a fan of what they release in their Japanese music. So, I mean, the different groups do it all the time. Like Korean groups, like their Japanese tr- like stuff sounds very different and it's just because of that market. So... Um, I feel, but at that same time, yeah, you expect some type of like similarity. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, for example, Monster X releasing this English song, like it still sounds like Monster X. Like this is definitely a song that I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a Korean version. That feels so weird to say. It's like... They're like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a Korean version of this song as, oh, as opposed know, right? to the other way around. <laughs> Sorry. I was just like, wow. The next, well, technically not a comeback. The next debut we're going to talk about is Somi's birthday. I yes. fuck with this song heavy. Same. It's so good. Oh my God. It's so good. I liked it too. I remember when I, like, I saw that it was released and I sent it to our group chat. And like my first concern was just like, oh God, I hope that like, the crap that's happening at YG doesn't like doesn't overshadow overshadow her debut because like she left like JYP because she wasn't like it's you know been, she like, was trapped years away. also <laughs> yeah and then she like sat in the YG dungeon after that so I was like please Lord like this timing is just but it's a great song it's a bop lyric wise and she was like she said that I have all the boys in my yard and she gonna shake it like a Polaroid picture I said you're right girl. All right. Uh, my favorite was the, oops, you're not invited. Yes. <laughs> that's my favorite part, too. It was stuck in my head. It's like, you're not invited to my booty shaking party. Get but out. How, Bye. How, so she's she's 19, right? Yeah. Yeah. She so we're like, were Polaroids still like a thing when she no no well they're coming back now so. oh yeah now it's like yeah, vintage, and, right and they're and they're super expensive for some dumb reason but yeah, yeah. yeah and like it's hard now because if you get like an original one like to find someone to develop it because all of the like polaroids now they're like instant you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah but i so love good. i don't know why also it kind of reminded me of avril lavigne's like when like, she went through that whole the like, girlfriend like, shit mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> love that face as a let me introduce this let me introduce this for Carolina. Um, our next comeback um, is oh Carolina's, what is his ranking? Third? Fourth? Third? Oh, my God. I, I have a feeling it's like he's like number three, probably. Carolina's third man on her top list. Is he number two? Who's your number two? Who I mean, two. I was two? like, three? Who's two? No, I feel Aung San Woo is probably number two when Yoongi comes out the hip. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, okay, no what? way you love Yoongi more than Ong. <laughs> so, Carolina's... I love Yoongi more than Yoongi. So <laughs> Damn. If, uh, Damn, man. Don't question my love for Yoongi. I would still slap a man for that man. I mean, Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carolina's number two after Yoongi. Um, 
has come. <laughs> it's not technically a debut. It's just a saw an advertisement song for Pepsi, but <laughs> it's, yeah, great. Say, it's a fucking commercial. It's, it's a, a commercial, commercial song, but it's okay because we're gonna let Carolina have this because she's been starving, just like I've been starving with Daniel. Oh my god! And we're gonna let her freak out about it. Ung Sung Woo came. I'm not gonna say came back. Ung Sung Woo released a song yes. <laughs> called. Called Heart Sign for Pepsi, which Featuring is a commercial, <laughs> which is an advertisement. Featuring a lot this of is Pepsi. A commercial. This is a commercial song, not a comeback, not a debut. Go, Carolina. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. I've been starving off of Ong So Woo for so long, and I'm so happy they picked him to do the song. It goes super well with him. It's a very, like, fresh and summery, of course, because... Yes, we're in summer and Pepsi and all this stuff. But honestly, I watched the music video. I reacted to it. Everybody can go watch it on our YouTube page. And I just want to say that, did I cry? Loki. Yes. There was a tear <laughs> that rolled down my cheek as I watched this thing. He is adorable. So cute. And I love, I love how good he looks in blue. Okay. So Pepsi, thank you. <laughs> um, after watching that, I wanted a Pepsi. I never drink soda. Okay. So it works. <laughs> It works. The advertisement works. Okay. But I do want to say that there is one lyric in this damn stupid song that I know that Pepsi knew what they were doing. Whoever wrote this song knew. Because it says, you and me to be together forever. Even if it's elsewhere, we always one of one. How dare you? How dare they? How dare they do this to me? Yo, you can watch it in the reaction, but I lost it. I lo- I could not. I thought that for real. He had said we always want to one, and I... I was losing it. I cannot believe that they put me through this um, emotional distress. And I feel like it just fits him. His voice is super nice. It's super fresh. He still looks beautiful. He's so handsome. Ah, I love him so this much. This song would have been more superior if he did it for a Dr. Pepper because Pepsi's trash. You right. <laughs> you know what? I, I wouldn't even be mad because he looks great in red. So it would have worked it either way. Worked. Listen. Aung San Woo can come at me and be like, this plastic pencil is the best thing ever. You need to buy uh, 15 of them. I'll buy them right now. There you go. Give it to me. Thank you. Yeah, this is the best thing I've ever bought. Ever Carolina went out last night and bought a whole case of Pepsi. Little do y'all know. <laughs> We love, uh, we love someone that supports his man. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, damn. His but man. Yes. Wh- whatever you identify as, go for it. Um, <laughs> but this is a great song. It suits him very well. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it. He's so, like, bubbly and fresh, so this was just, like, the perfect song for him, and I can't wait for him to actually make his real debut. I know, and <laughs> I love that they included, too, his love for photography because he was taking pictures and stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God. This is so lovely. Here she goes. Just, just good. Okay. And even at the beginning, he's inside eating, eating like macarons or whatever. And like he just dropped it in his face. And I was just like, you're a comedic genius just standing there making a face. Look at that. You're so funny. Like, I'm just like, you're, you're just an all around human being. Okay. Like talented and everything. Like, I want the best for him everywhere. Like, for everything he does, success. Thank you. Amazing. We love, love this for you. <laughs> I love him so much. Wow. <laughs> the uh, next comeback we're going to talk about, I'm going to let Terika talk about this one because she loves this man. I uh, uh, He's so tiny and cute. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Boy came back with a song called I'm Sick, uh, My Two Cents. I love this man's flow. He's just an all-around great like musician, so an artist, so I really love his shit. I love Amen. this song. 
Amen. Yes, flow. Yes, rhythm. Yes, beat. Yes, Terika, take it away. Yes. Uh, everything that Kat said times 10. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. Gary Boy was one of the first, like, K-hip-hop artists that I found, like, on my own. And, like, I was really drawn to him because, like, the way he makes his music, like, it's hip-hop and it's rap. But he always adds some type of, like, quirk to it. Like, yeah. his mm. flow, like, it's just different. So it's, like, he's over here rapping. He could be rapping about, like, shooting with his gangsters and drinking with his homies. But it's just, like, really quirky <laughs> to the point where it's, like, you're not doing that. Y'all are drinking Dr. Pepper on the couch playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's such a great artist. And, like, she said, his flow is great. And I like this song because I think it was different from, like, the last uh, thing that I listened to from him. It's a little more, like, yeah. uh than like his previous like songs that I listened to um but yeah I liked the flow of it and I liked the collabs like everybody fit on the song like they all had their like individual unique like flow to it but it all meshed well and there's this one artist because I don't know artists like hey hip-hop artists by faces but I know their names and there's this one guy he was the second one to rap not counting Geary Boy he sounded like he was 12. I do want to say the rest of the album is incredible. Of course. Um, it's so, so good. And it's very, it's funny because I think we mentioned it before and Kat has mentioned it before how these artists like sometimes put like the most like hype or like more most hip hop song as the title. But the rest of the album is like mad chill. And yep. that's how I feel about this whole album. Like it's super mm-hmm. chill. And even like, like Tokyo is my favorite song off the album. Yeah, like, that's what I, yeah, that's wow. what I was saying. Like this, like this song, it was really like ah ah ah. But a lot of his other stuff that I like listen to and like love, it's like super chill. So that's why, like, when I saw this was like the, like his favorite, like my favorite things for him are his like chill things. Everybody, if you're not into like super hip hoppy and rap heavy things or whatever, the rest of the album is super chill. It's really good and gives you a just like an all around of like different genres in it. So definitely worth checking out. Yes. yes. Especially Tokyo, okay? It's the first song in the damn album. You got this, okay? You got this. I always find that when it comes to, like, our uh, hip-hop or R&B albums, I always prefer the rest of the album songs rather yes. than the title song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. The next uh, comeback we have is Mr. Yoon-ho of TVXQ uh, came back with a song called Follow. It is a bop. I love when artists make songs that fit their age and i feel like this yes. is his age it was very mature very sexy i was just like yes get your shit we love that you're like 30 something and still killing i feel like this was I'm shade saying. at dne <laughs> <laughs> let them let them hit the whoa and do the whatever for a minute i feel like this song could have been like on the soundtrack of a movie like fast and furious or something <laughs> oh, actually, what this music video reminded me of, there's this movie from Spain. It's called Tres Metros Bajo el Cielo. And it's one of my favorite movies ever. And it is the embodiment of that movie, okay? It literally is. I was watching this, and I was like, what the, what, what the fuck? What? He just, like, take the set and all the characters and decide to just reenact this whole movie <laughs> in three minutes. I love that for him. Yes, go off, King. Yep. But, but yeah, but I agree. I feel like it was very, like... Obviously, even with the lyrics, when he's like, follow me like a robot, I was like, I mean, yeah. I guess, like, all right. And and his voice is always like, it sounds like a little, like a sexy whisper in your ear type thing. Yeah. Like, you know, doing some, a- some ASMR. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's freaking great. Yeah, no, it's, I, I feel like, yeah, like it fits him very, very well. Um, and again, yeah, fits his age as well. Even the outfit, too. He was killing it in that glittery suit. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. 
You do it. You do it, boy. You do it. But yes, we love the song, love the visuals. We love a man. That's Speaking early. of men, the next comeback we're going to talk about. Oh my God. Lay. Um, he came back with a song called Honey. My this choreo. Sheep. Oh my God. Honey, this choreo. Yes. <laughs> boy, yes, oh this boy. Choreo. You know, I never disappoint. I should know. He's an October baby. We're like like six days apart. Like You right. This is, oh my God, Lay. You know what's great though is that at the beginning of the music video, it's like this B, and I like had to pause it because I was laughing. I was like, "What am I getting myself into?" Because you never but know then, him. Like, you yeah, exactly. Never know. <laughs> because because if I think about Lay, like he's super sexy, super fine, like dancing on point, super talented. But then you see him in an interview, and I'm just like, "You a little like fluffy bunny." Yeah, literally. So then I was just like, "Okay, I see this B, like." Obviously, I'm just like, I have to pause it and laugh and be like, okay, what the hell am I getting into? But then he showed me what I was getting into because, oh. Oh, and boy, did we get into it. Like, he was uh. dancing, like, half naked. <laughs> he was feeling himself. He said, girl, don't catch feelings because I have hoes in different area codes. That's he, exactly he literally what he did. Said. He said, I have yeah, different literally. flavors all in my phone. In I my said, phone. you're right. Ooh. You're right. Yep. My favorite part, though, was when he was laying, like, okay, okay, he's shirtless, but that's not why he's, my, that's my favorite part, Is okay, everybody? <laughs> yes. Sure, Damn, Terrica. Did, did Fenty sponsor yes. him? Is that that, yeah. uh, the bot, the fairy dust all over him? I was like, ooh. Like, I was living my best life when he showed up with the little glitter water and he was just in it. I was like, was oh, this glowing. is it. Or the whole, um, you know, she a Harry Potter girl, so I got the magic, uh, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay. He, he was I get really, I I guess we're doing this now. He was really I was just himself. like calm down like calm down please. Oh. Like like just just a couple notches now. But the song itself about Yeah, it really is. Like it's so like you just want to like body roll to it. You're just like okay. Like I Yeah, like I it. mean the beat is super dope. So yes, yeah. I feel that statement a lot. If I was a stripper, this would be my song. You're right. I feel it. And you know it's called honey, <laughs> like I'm dripping honey. So you know why don't why don't you give me some honey, aka money? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Look at that, honey and money. It goes together. It comes together. I okay. feel like honey. This is like my favorite that he's released in a minute. Cause like I really yeah, like the what you what you do, what you need. I forgot what it's called. What you need. Then there were a couple of other ones, and I was like, oh boy. But this, this is it. This mm-hmm. is this is it. He found the honey. Oh, he did. <laughs> you right. <laughs> Um, the next comeback we're going to talk about, I had to put it in because I'm really excited about it. Um, Wei Ched, who is a producer, came out with a full length album. I'm not sure what the title song is. No idea. But I put Risk on because I felt like it was the song that you guys would like the most. It's out of all amazing. It's good. It's real it's good. It's so good. I need, um, to, I need to go look. I didn't even know that there was a full on album. So which means I yeah, need to go find it because this song yeah. is a bop. Yeah, it's a full-length album, so what I really like about the entirety of the album is that each song is a very different type of hip-hop or R&B. Um, this one specifically, uh, it features an artist named Yura, um, and she's super, super good. I love her voice. And then Hoyun, who's a rapper for Illionaire, if you guys don't know. Uh-huh. Oh, and nice. yeah, I just feel like their voices went really well together. The beat was just super sexy and like... 
just a very smooth type of hip-hop, but the entirety of the album is so good, and he has features from, like, Changmo, Sike is on there, and uh, Hashwan is on there, and Koogie and stuff, so his entire album is super dope, and this is his first full length, like, he's released EPs and stuff, but he is a really dope up-and-coming producer, and I'm really excited to see what else he comes up with. He's similar to Groovy Room in the way that I don't feel like he sticks with one genre. Oh, um, good. That's nice. So I'm really, I was super impressed by the album and I'm super impressed by him in general. So yeah, I chose Risk because when I was listening to the album, I was like, I don't know, some of these are too like hip hop. So I know like Carolina won't like fuck with it. And then <laughs> some of them aren't like hip hop enough. So I know that Terika wouldn't fuck with it. So I was like, I'm going to give a happy medium. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm intrigued. Um, I didn't know, I don't know who this person is, but this song is pop. So I was like, I need to go find it. I need to go find who this person is. I need to wait for Kat to hey, talk he about fine. it. He's fine, fine. He's fine, fine. Cause I'm just like this beat is sick. I I loved it. Love the com the combo of that with the the girl's voice. I was just like, wow. Like, oh yes, yes, it's so good. We love discovering new music in this podcast. Okay, okay. We really do. It is the time now. We've all been waiting for. I'm so excited to talk about eighties. Okay. Our moderator for today is gonna be Miss Terica. Woo! Woo! Okay, that's for Terica. <clears throat> I chose to moderate this because I tried to pretend that 80s didn't exist for a very, very <laughs> long time. I didn't have the funds or the time to get into a new group, especially right when they were getting ready to tour. So I decided that this would be a good way for me to hear their opinions and because I'm trying to get into them now. I yes. Got my, I got my eyes she on broke. a couple of them, so we'll see what happens. San. San. <clears throat> and Chingy. <laughs> and Mingy. <laughs> Chingy. So... <clears throat> I'm oh gonna start God. off by saying that um, I really really like their music and they seem like really really funny and sweet guys and I'm probably gonna fall in love with them by the end of the week so to kick <laughs> this off let's start with the very first song which is Utopia let's work our way around so let's start with Cynthia how you feeling girl okay well <laughs> how you feel, girl? Like this. <laughs> okay so this song um, <clears throat> it reminds me of Atlantis in the best way possible, yes. obviously, because, you know, Utopia, you, you see what I did there. Okay. <laughs> but the song, when you read the lyrics, it's about following your dreams, even if people are like laughing at you. And I find that message very important. This whole album is actually pretty much about that, like about their journey per se, about following their dreams. Yeah. And getting. Yeah. Like overcoming hardships and just following their dreams, no matter what yeah no matter what anybody says and i i find that so beautiful and the song really spoke to me because that's exactly what we're trying to do (laughs) i know like i'm just like how relatable is k-pop nowadays like dang but uh but no but i love um john ho's voice in this and like the rest of the album i'm probably gonna say this a lot but i love that towards the end he's just like whoa and i'm and and it's like the best part of the song just because he's just belting out it's great it's great it's very it gets you hype though like and it's like i feel like it's a good start to the album compared to the rest of the song yeah for sure i love the um chorus the every day every night here we go 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 because like i feel like it's a build-up and you're just like yes mm-hmm. and then you're like dah, 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 dah. um but I do love how we talked about the lyrics being about dreams and stuff. And I love that it is a common factor throughout the entirety of the lyrics of the album. Yeah. I specifically liked how the lyrics in all the songs, but I'm going to start with Utopia, how each 
um, song kind of is a different element of dreaming. So, like, Utopia is, like, dreaming of a place, like, a different place. Like, I know there's a lyric that was, like, oh, like, we see beyond the clouds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that um, this is our treasure in the clouds. And, like, that it's when you find Utopia, that's what it is. And so I love that it was this element of dreaming. And I love that Cynthia pointed out Atlantis because that's the first thing I thought about when I read the lyrics, the English lyrics, when they were like, oh, like a treasure in the clouds. I was like, oh, it's fucking Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was just like, you know, the super dope. It's super like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not really like a transy pop song, but it's very poppy, but in a very dreamy way, yeah. and which I really like. And yeah. their voices collectively together just go so well. And AT's right now for me has one of the best vocal lines because not only do they just suit each other really well, but they're powerful and like gentle at the same time in the same song. Yeah, and they know how to work with each other, knowing like what exactly. would work best for each mm-hmm. voice type thing. Because if you listen to a song, you're just like, wow, like I could not have seen like anybody else but Junho doing that, like you know, like yeah. or San doing that, like things like that. I feel that because what I and noticed when I was looking at the songs and like listening and stuff, um, San actually ends a lot of the songs. Yes. Yeah. I really like that, and like now I feel like I'm just gonna be expecting that forever now. Like I don't know. I really, I just I don't know. I think it fits. <laughs> I think like it, he's just a nice like wrap up for everything. That's just- yeah, well, his song, his voice is delicate, but not in a way that it's soft. So, you know, you have like um, Wu Young and Song Hwa who have very delicate soft, voices. Yeah, yeah but, voices but very, very soft. soft. Yeah. And then you have Jung Ho, who is the, the power vocal. So his voice can <laughs> do things that like no one should be able to do. Amazing. And then you have the two in the middle, which is San and Yu Sung. And they what they do is they have a very like baritone voice but in a very like sexy and soft way and it's i don't know how they found like this niche that they're doing when it comes to the vocal line but man they are fucking pulling it off and the rapping too like mingi and hung jung like especially hung jung like he is so eccentric like what he does and his rapping style is like unprecedented like no one in k-pop is doing that you're right i I have many things to say more about him later on in the album yeah (laughs) i really love the fact that him and mingi um wrote in most of all the songs except Mm -hmm. um the one that's like the when they're like whispering oh yeah the crescent (laughs) Crescent, yeah the crescent yeah but they literally wrote and participated in each and every song of this album and i just i just i love it talented yeah but this is definitely one of my favorite songs on the album how do you feel about it terica Mm -hmm. uh i liked what you said about because i actually wrote that down how it's like poppy but like in a dream like way so you kind of feel Mm -hmm. like you're like floating i don't know i also like the way they said utopia like the way they like broke it up like, <laughs> i really liked utopia. it oh my god yeah <laughs> i was like oh that's different so yeah no i liked it i think it was a good way to kick off the album especially because like you said the whole thing was about kind of like following your dreams no matter what people say or like no matter like how hard it may be and i thought that was really clever like if your whole album's gonna be about dreams to make the first song like dream like like in the way that it feels mm-hmm so mm-hmm. yeah uh this next song though illusion is actually one of my favorite i have two favorite like favorite songs this is one of my favorite songs on the album Ooh. go off queen Ooh, yes, yeah i don't know i just instantly thought about peter pan 
Because when I I read the lyrics, there's like a lot of like them saying like, follow me. And, you know, Peter Pan's like, oh, come on, guys. And then like they talk about like the stars and, you know, that's Peter Pan's whole thing. Funny that you mentioned that because I know that San is the one that says, oh, will you follow me? And I'm just like, you don't even have to ask. Like, you know that half of, like, Stan Twitter already is, like, at your feet. So Obsessed I don't understand you, why literally. they put him yeah. why they put him to say, oh, will you follow me? Like, uh, duh. Like, I'm saying. Like, yeah. And then, the le- and then they also talk about, like, at one point they, like, talk about how they, they kind of lose track of the time and they, they don't know what day it is. And I was like, literally yeah. Neverland, like... Y'all know what day it is. You're just the same age forever. And it yep. also has the feel of, like, the Pied Piper situation, too. And, like, there's a lyric that says, like, on the iridescent oceans, we hold hands and dance like mad. And I was like, that's so cute. I don't know. I really like the feel of this song. Like, it's kind of fun and playful, but, like, at the same time, kind of so sexy. Cute. And I just, I really like it. Yeah. And you know what, though? Like, when, I remember when the teasers came out, I thought that Illusion was going to be more of, like, a sultrier song. But then you watch it and you watch it with the music video and it's way, way cuter yeah. than what it's they made it fun. sound to be. With their little and pirate Ships. Yeah, and yeah. all I could, but all I could think about though, when they showed that pirate thing, I, the the pirate ship, I was just like, is this that SpongeBob episode? You're good, you're good. <laughs> oh you're my good. god! I thought about Treasure Planet when I saw that. I was like, I, oh my gosh, Treasure Planet. I literally thought about Peter Pan because I thought about but, Captain yeah. Hook. I thought of Peter Pan, but then when they showed that the flying, um, <laughs> the flying ship, her mind went to SpongeBob. Was that SpongeBob episode? Oh my like, gosh! Your mind always goes to SpongeBob. The it song kind of just like. <laughs> The song embodies to me when you meet someone like at a party and you're like partying and having a good time, but you're like getting to know each other and you're like watching the sunrise together. And you're just like, oh, OK, that's cool. Oh. And it's like about like, I don't know, like a summer fling or whatever. <laughs> I really lo- again, this is a the lyrics. It goes from now. I feel like they went to Utopia. Now they're in Utopia is what I feel like huh. um, mm-hmm. this song is um, because, you know, utopia is an illusion so like it's not real it's not something that's there but it's with you because you know they talk about like oh flowers dancing to the beat of this song and then i feel like because there's a part in the music video um where san and hyungjong are looking at a map but there's nothing on it yeah you just see their silhouettes Yeah. yeah and so so it's like the illusion that kind of like utopia exists i guess and like there's a place for dreams and things like this um but i really specifically love again i'm gonna talk about him again hung jung's um verse there's yes. a verse where he his flow is like i don't know it reminds me of a frog and it literally the lyrics are about a frog in that part where he's like did it did it did it yeah okay so that is such a good verse and i like it made me curious to know what the hell he was saying it was so like because all i could think about it like in spanish i'm just like what he's saying so like but the rhythm and how he said it it made me want to be like all right i'm so curious i need to know what the hell he actually means yeah and that's one of my favorite parts of this entire album was just his verse in that song because it went so well with the the ooh, 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 like that whole melody that they had the entirety of the song and for me this was just like it was so cute and even the live stages they put on this like super cuteness and they're like yeah they did a complete 180 of what they've been doing with like holla holla and say my name yeah. when it comes to this album and i loved it and i feel like yeah for me again it's like uh a story like a, they're in utopia now it's an illusion that they're in utopia and yeah it's maybe dope. it's like a and fairy really tale 
like as we talk about the album like you'll notice yeah like this story continues because so well which is a great segue for this next song which is crescent and um i'm gonna be real i looked for the lyrics like i look i couldn't find them like on youtube oh, well it nobody they, they don't say anything in the song that's why okay i didn't listen to it because i listened to it on youtube when i was looking for it oh, and i okay. was like are there no lyrics to this song like what the heck so, is happening so crescent is like a transition track between illusion into wave and it's a, also the introduction to a video game what that's what it sounds like does it okay because this is my theory so you have this crescent which is like the interlude and i think i still think it's a transition between illusion and wave because when you listen to it and you watch the music video at the end of illusion this i think pretty Mm -hmm. sure this is the song that's playing yeah and it says open your eyes so it's like they're not dreaming it's like not an illusion like things are really happening like what they were just thinking right now it was all a dream and now they're like awake and realizing what's going on because from crescent it goes into wave and even in the music video from illusion at the end you can tell that what they're wearing and stuff and the set and everything is for wave yeah now so i'm so yeah so it's just like i mean i've talked about this and how much i love like when songs just go into each other and things like that and like this is beautiful it's perfect because like what i was saying with the storytelling from Mm -hmm. like crescent because it goes into illusion so how it was for me, like I said, they were in Utopia. Utopia was illusion. Now Crescent is their way of coming back because literally the first lyric in um, Wave is we're here on the ocean blue, somewhere on the waves. We don't know where to go, but we're still together. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that signifies them realizing that their dreams aren't only like figmented like they're not only in another world that they can have them in reality as well i don't know if it's just because like okay so wave is my favorite song off the album for sure like i'm so happy that this ended up being the single and things like that and this song is so good it's such a bop and i love i love freaking love minky in this okay yes! like but he yeah. just like Dear jumps in he's just like yes! real extra and hard and i was like wow i think i love oh my gosh that <laughs> was the highlight of this song for me i'm when he first said that i was like oh. i i felt that like when all i heard was come back come back i was like oh this is it this is the song not only that but then after that he's like hakuna matata yo and i'm like yeah it's so good that right there and the beat for it and i'm just like it's giving me like tropical beats compared like uh, Mm -hmm. in there and it's like that mood is like i'm gonna have a worry-free summer like we've Mm -hmm. overcome like some things and we're ready to have fun how, like Hakuna Matata style, like that's it. Like exactly, it I'm no gonna lay in a hammock with a Bloody Mary in my hand. And I like how it. she made Hakuna Matata <laughs> sound so Spanish. <laughs> Hakuna Matata, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, it's but it's so good. Like this is definitely my favorite song of the album. It's so lit, and also how I saw it too is that. It could be like the wave is like the struggle that they're trying to get over because in the Mm -hmm. lyrics they're saying how, you know, we just have to keep on reaching and going up like from that wave and we can see the sky. We can reach the sky type thing. I also thought that maybe like they were the wave, you know, they're moving up and down trying to figure out their route and whatever happens, happens, you know? Yeah. Their mystic messenger route? No, I'm kidding. That's like story theme like with like crescent or whatever and flowing into it like i thought maybe like like she said they woke up from their dream but like 
the waves are like you said, like their hardships or whatever. So now that they've realized the dream and they woke up from like the whole like we've debuted, everything is great, fancy, fancy, like yep. everything's happy. And now it's just like, oh, crap. Now, like maybe you can think of it as like their hardships or like maybe like negative comments or like other people are like saying, oh, like they're everyone's calling them monster rookies, but blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of like some people mm-hmm. that were trying to like downplay like how talented they are. So maybe like those waves are just like, OK, now that we've like we're off the high of like finally realizing our dreams by debuting and now it's like here comes like now we have to fight to keep that title of monster rookie and now now we have all these like people who may be doubting us and things like that so they're trying to like work through those waves yeah Yeah. and I feel like specifically it that is the message because between the lyrics that are like the waves are rolling in, they say Hakuna Matata. So it's like Hakuna Matata, yeah. And then they're like, the waves oh. are rolling in. Oh, oh. So then they yeah. do like that. So for me, obviously, you know, the lying, if the Lion King taught us anything, is that Hakuna Matata means no worries. So yes. it's like the waves are yes. rolling in, no worries. This we is got happening. this. No worries. Yep. We got this. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and they mention a lot of like we and the we that I take this as like, oh, like we is A.T.'s we. So like the we in this song yeah. is them talking about themselves. Yeah. yeah. And I then agree. at the end, um, you know, where they're like uh, the rougher, the better because we're playing on it. Like we just got it going. If the moment is our wave, don't be afraid to face it harder. And then the literally the last lyrics are don't worry, don't worry over the waves over there, which literally leads into Aurora, which I thought was so dope. Like when I first like read because I did them in order, obviously, when you read the lyrics. So like I did them in order and then like the lyrics for Aurora, the first ones are literally the light of every color and shape in front of you. And then it's like the obscure boundaries from line to line. So it's saying like, oh, don't worry. Now we're here. And what I think is dope is that Wave is the story of 80s and then Aurora is the story of 80s and 80s. Yes. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Wow. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Yo, it's because, like, I mean, like, I've said it before, but, like, songs that go into each other and, like, relate to each other or anything like that on an album, like, because this is why I listen to albums in, like, in order. Oh, yeah, I do that, I, too, when I, I first listen. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I feel like when you listen to the, the album in order, that's because they thought of, they, there's a thought process behind how the of order why, in yeah. an album is put. And I think that that's why every time I listen to an album for, like, first listen, I have to do it that way because it's that way for a reason and I need to figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, so Terika introduced the next song because I'm about to go the fuck off about it. Okay. <laughs> well, to wrap up Wave, they also did, they had a lyric about the Mississippi River and I was yeah. really yeah. about it because I've been on the Mississippi River and so now I just feel really connected to 80s. Um, so the next song that they've already been screaming about, so it's like, why am I even introducing it, is uh, Aurora. Okay. And I don't know if they were like going for the feel of like Aurora Borealis like in um, Alaska. I almost say Africa. I don't know why. But um, I guess we'll start with Kat. They go to Cynthia and then make our way to Carolina. So Kat, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, here we fucking go, because I got a lot to say about my favorite song on the album. I literally, when I first heard the song, when the album came out, I listened to it straight away. I listened to it in order, whatever. But when Aurora came on, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. And it's like, 
again, very dreamlike, very pretty. And then when the chorus came along, I literally felt like I was flying. Like there was no other way to describe it. I felt like there were little fairies under me, like dragging me off into like a dream world. It was Tinkerbell and her and her little powder. And her fairy dust and the lyrics yes. we love a fan song everybody we love a fan song yes. and this is a, a song to 18es that they wrote while they were on tour so obviously probably a slew of emotions uh were coming over them when they were writing this um but like i said i love that it leads in and i love the second verse this is but we don't care because we're a lot alone now because you're here to share this vision now. Yes! And they're like, I don't need a lot of metaphors. Every time I saw the sunset, I was afraid every night, but I'm not afraid anymore because you are in the dark with me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, because there's Aurora obviously means light. So they're saying that 18 are their light. And I'm just like, oh my God. And not only, but the fucking vocals in this song and the live stage, disrespectful. But anyway, back to the vocals. Woo Young, he's the one that was like, my aura. And it was just, I was like, ah! And then Jung Ho coming in yes. with his power vocal. And then I was just like, no. Mm-mm. And the lyrics and just the, the dance. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Best song in the album. Just <laughs> best AT song. This is my favorite AT song fucking ever. Ever. Oh, wow. This is everything i fucking love this song i've literally been listening to the song nonstop. this will probably give y'all a hint of what my song of the week is gonna be but i've literally been listening to nothing but this song like i've listened to the album every now and again but it's been this song mainly like when i hear it i'm like oh let me just rewind it again. oh let me just rewind it one more time okay i'll rewind it again <laughs> cynthia well the only thing i can add to that <laughs> is that Again, this was written by my baby Hong Jung and Mingi and also composed and arranged by my baby. So, um, yeah, he did that and they are very talented. And I agree with everything Kat said times 10. Um, I agree also with everything that Kat said, as you probably heard in the background of her talking. Um, but but what I love, 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 love is the transition that they do. And it's from Jun Ho to John Ho. Like... Yes. It's freaking beautiful. And not only that, but then it goes John Ho and it jumps to Mingi. And I was like, what the hell? Like, the, again, going back to how they work each of e- like each member's like parts in the song. Like, it's insane to me. And I love a fan song. I've discussed this before. She so does. the fact that they like slowed it down a little bit and, you know, did a song just dedicated to a teeny like it's so beautiful and it's such a sweet song too because again like Kat mentioned like we're it's like they're in they're not afraid anymore because it's like we're together like you're with me and then that's okay it was just so sweet so so sweet and i and i i love it the beat is sick lyrics on point i need a disco stick i'm done <laughs> anything you want to add uh no uh, I think it's a really pretty song, and I can tell that uh, Leader Man's wrote it because it's so, like, the metaphors in it and just how pretty it is. You could tell, like, with him being, like, an artist and stuff, I can feel like it has, like, that delicate, like, artist, that flowery, like, feel and, like, the lyrics to it. Um, it's really pretty, and I really enjoyed it, and I feel How'd like... How do you feel about the live stage, Terika? Huh? Ha- oh, 
Oh, I liked it. Like, I I feel like I had to like it because they were screaming about it the whole time. So I was just like, let me, let me see what all the hoopla yeah, is about. Yeah. But it's, how'd, you like, how'd you like San? I don't know what you're talking about. I just thought the whole thing like was San? great. Wait, why is she avoiding Sam? That's gonna be that's what? her man's because we have known since the start that that's gonna be her man. Oh she? yeah, I, I assumed that I was gonna. I don't exactly. know why you guys think <laughs> the because we know you. It was like eighties debuted, and we were just like, oh my god, yes, eighties. And Terika's just like, no, and now and then we we're just like, yeah, son, look at him. And then she's like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, there's her man. <laughs> <laughs> there's her man. It's okay. You can just enjoy the ride, yeah. okay? Hakuna like, Matata, I already know who my man was going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. So, for the next song. Yes! Sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this song, I mentioned that I had two favorite songs on the album, and this is my other favorite song on the album. <laughs> this song, to me, always, like, I'm a visual person, and so this song, when I closed my eyes and I listened to it, it felt like it was, like, in a movie montage where, like, little Susie, like, was like finally like gonna get on that stage and she was gonna sing and like everyone always says you're such a great singer but she's like no I'm not and like this is her shining moment and she's just gonna sing and like bring everyone together or it could go the friends route and like this is like a montage of like friends just kind of like getting together for their last hurrah like maybe they're graduating college and they're just like hanging out but anyway this song belongs in the movie and I think it's so pretty and like the build-up right before they go, dancing with butterfly wings, like the little, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like, you're just, like, it's getting you ready, and it's just like, <gasps> and then it drops, and they sing that, and I just think I it's really that. pretty. I really, really love Sun's part. Like, I just think his voice is so pretty in this song. I love that you said that, because that's one of my favorite parts, when they're, like, dancing like that, and then it's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, I was oh, getting to that, because you because know I love a chant. Oh, yes, the oh, oh. Because, like... <laughs> Because I love, I felt like I was like, I could be like at a show and the whole crowd is like shouting this part and it's beautiful. We're all connected and we're all one. And I feel like this song wraps around, like wraps the whole story of, well, you know, 18 is our, so and Aurora, okay, 18 is are now with me. And then in Dancing Like Butterfly Wings, it's like, okay, well, I don't know how I'm reaching my dreams, but I'm gonna keep flying high and you guys are here with me and we're all gonna go and together. And we're doing and we're it all, together. Yes! And I was like, oh my God. So it's like, it's it's a beautiful story, beautiful ending to the album. And I really like, again, like that they had a little bit more like a rockier influence in this song too. Mm -hmm. And that's why too, I saw like, that's what I picture, like a, a whole stadium singing that. Oh, 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 oh. It was just like so good. This is my favorite song on the album. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love, love, love the backtrack to this fucking song. It just like, it is literally what it would be like to. If I was a butterfly, this is what I would be. Okay, like this is what <laughs> it would be. The sound of my wings would be this song. Would be this song exactly. And there was, <clears throat> there was this one lyric, and it uh, says, uh, "Dancing like butterfly wings, there we are waiting for you." And uh, I don't know why, but I just like, ah, uh, I want this tattooed on my body. It's just a beautiful lyric, and like Carolina said, it is the ending of the album and it is exactly what it is it's that that you are with them and you know everybody's figuring themselves out you're yep. figuring out life you're figuring out your career you're figuring out everything but all you know is that you have 80s and you have their music and that no matter what that you will always have each other and mm -hmm. everything's gonna be okay 
and now I, I don't know why, but I'm sorry to lace her up. But I just <laughs> no, I like I so feel much. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the butterfly, because you know, like butterflies, essentially the metaphor of butterflies is that they're always searching for something. Like they're always looking for their next flower to pollinate, or they're always looking for something else. So I. With the, like you guys said, the ending of the album, like it was perfect. But I also kind of took it as a song of 80s, uh, a song from an 18 perspective of finding 80s. Like that's now that you're my happiness now and now that we're together, everything's going to be okay. So it was super dope that they ended the album like that because all their albums so far have been like connected, like part one, part two, part three. So I'm excited to see what they do if they keep because, you know, the first two are obviously like more hardcore, like very like rough and like, yeah, (laughs) this is now very delicate and very cute and very nice. But But still has their like, yeah, but still has their very unique quirkiness, like their eccentricness, like they're such an eccentric group. And I think that I'm it makes me more excited for the next album that they're going to put out. Like, if this is going to be the end of the trilogy, or is there going to be another one? Can't wait like, for episode 22. Right. <laughs> so. They're going to continue it on forever, you know. They should. That'd be great. Imagine volumes. Like, yeah. volume Volume 50. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, I was really excited. I just think that they just pull it out such quality. Like, I've never, I haven't been disappointed with an 80s album so far. And they, uh, it same. hasn't even been a year since their debut. It hasn't nope. even been a year. And this is what I thinking. Their, their, their last album was right? five months ago. Literally. Five. That's so insane like, to me. But yeah, but Terika, this is their, this is their third comeback. Like, okay. yeah. uh, well, second, in, ex- excluding their debut. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, so the fact that they're doing this and like, they already have such a fan base and mm-hmm. like, Clout, they don't obviously. seem like rookies to me no. because no, they have like all. it seems like they have like an experience so under their belt. They're what like know? they are just reincarnated idols, right? <laughs> they just from like the yeah, from their past life, they just couldn't hit like what they wanted to hit, and so they got reincarnated into eighties, and they're like, nah, all right, this is the second life, and we're gonna do this right, y'all. I'm not a hundred percent sure about eighties's origin story, like how they got together, but if KQ literally pick these kids out one by one and put them in a group together, congratulations. Because this literally was a jackpot. Like, oh, yeah. This was yep. a oh, hit. Like, there was no other algorithm of members that could have been as good as this. these eight are together. Like, it just works. Yeah. Even, like, the marketing that they use, like, you know, they posted, like, they utilized social media to the point that they had a big fan base, you know, and I'm just speaking again internationally. I don't know about Korea, but internationally, they already had a big fan base before they even became 80s. So that was, like, super smart, especially in this day and age. So I feel like that also has something to contribute to that, to their success, not only their talent, but the way that they have been promoting the group is definitely goes has gone a long way doing those dance covers to the songs that they chose like and then like putting them on social media that definitely elevated their international like fan base like that was really smart of them to do that because like i don't know i feel like international fans they love dancing and they love you know like hype songs so i feel like that was really smart i agree and also i feel like ATs is just a group that has a plan in motion. Like while they were promoting and getting everything pre-debuted, like they were just blueprinting in their dorms. Like, all right, as soon as we <laughs> debut, we're gonna hit him with this, and then we're gonna hit him with this. Like they just have a plan in their mind, and they are just executing it 
very beautiful. And their concept's really cool. Like, from the pirates yep. to the cowboys to the little zombie thing they did. Like, it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, you're right. Like, this album was really different, and I really, really enjoyed it. But, like, even through its, like, differences, it's still 80s. You know what I mean? Like, they exactly. stayed true to themselves, but they just did a different... It was, like, a different side of them. But, yeah, as somebody that was super into them during KQ Fellas as well, like, they just had something that just grabs you. Like, you just... You want to see more. You want to know everything about them. You just want to be involved in whatever it is that they're doing. You want to, like, see their growth and see what they're going to do. So my favorite rookie group, literally. Oh, I, I agree, though. It's true. Um, so question to wrap things up. I want you guys to pick a word that describes the album for you. Uh, but it can't be dream. Because we've said that. So it can't be like dream or trance or something like that. Um, one word. Ugh. I don't know. The first word that just pops into my head is just eccentric. Like I just feel like the whole album itself and what they do is just so uniquely them that there's no other word to describe it but like the most eccentric thing that I've ever mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. in K-pop. Like they're just so... So out there. Good. They are. And they're so good. Like it yeah. just kills me how good they are so yeah eccentric maybe like fairy i feel like it's very like i'm a fairy living in their dream world <laughs> like that's what i am i'm a little fairy <laughs> <laughs> cynthia atlantis because i can't say utopia it is you can say utopia you can say dream okay thank you <laughs> 80s is just a group that Went on an adventure together and then found the utopia of all utopias yeah. together. We love that. Yes. Aww. Aww. Mine is that for you know they said it in the in their song, but it's it's Hakuna Matata. <laughs> what? Because because it brings you, it brings you. It's that sense of no worries, but it's a, a sense of no worries, but you're having fun, and I feel like that's what ATs is doing having fun together and with a teeny so and and in a sense of we like, again like we got this there's no there's no need to be worries terica oh i have to have a word okay yes you yeah do. Uh, i'm gonna say i just ask the questions around here people i don't have answers <laughs> i'm gonna say after listening to the album my word is intrigued because now i feel like I really like I'm missing out. <laughs> I really have to get into them because I like I like I like their music, and so I'm just like, all right, mm-hmm. it's time. I guess we can finish this off with our songs of the week, everybody. Hi, my name is Kat, and my song of the week is Aurora by ATs. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Ask the price. Gasp! Gasp! <laughs> Gasp in Spanish. Okay, my song of the week is Shoot Me by Day Six because I've been listening to all of their albums yeah, yeah, so again. Bang, bang. Because they are still that group. I miss them. Okay. Uh, I've actually been, like, on a girl group kick. Like, literally, I just watched, like, hours yes. of just girl groups. Like, I'm just, I was just feeling it. So, I actually have uh, three songs of the week. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, wow. That's a new. I know. Okay. So, I listened to, like, I went back and I watched every single Red Velvet video ever, including their two Japanese ones. So I'm just gonna say that like my song of the week is actually Artist of the Week. It's just Red Velvet. My second song of the week is Chase Me by Dreamcatcher because I need more music from them, my rock queens. And then my third song of the week is Fancy Yeah by Twice because I love that choreo, like disco queens, and I'm also really sad I can't see them, but it's fine. A mood. Uh, (laughs) My favorite song of the week is Wave. 
off of it by 80s. <laughs> I've been jamming to the song since it came out, honestly. Right, yep, right. that right there. <laughs> um, if you want to see my process of finding a bias guided by cat. I forgot my YouTube It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on KC. There we go. Oh, wow. There we go. Follow us, KC. You can literally watch my entire process of getting into ATs and Kat just like being like, throwing her in the pond. Yeah, yes. Literally kicking her in the lake. That's how I learned how to swim. (laughs) Yeah. Are you you a witch? We're about to find out. We're about to find out. (laughs) Well, you won't see my process, but I will be sure to update you guys next week on the podcast if I find a bias. You better update us in the group chat. I want to hear everything about it. I want to know everything. Every song, I want to see who you're looking at. Oh my god! You're right. Yeah. We're, we we got our eyes on you. Whether you are finding a bias in eighties, <clears throat> or um, deeply in love with eighties already. Yay! <laughs> always, always. Fangirl on.